Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Communication Means Talking Together. I'm Arjun Bakshi. This week, I thought we'd talk about teams. We've heard it all. There's no I in team. And, you know, united we stand, divided we fall. Many other cliches just like that, possibly on some horrible garish posters back in the day in your workplace, trying to motivate you to be a better team player, have team spirit. It's tough being in a team, and it's tough getting a team to work the way you'd like it to. So we ask ourselves, why bother? This is the age of remote work, right? This is the time where people just put in their hours, you assign them a task, they do the task, they move on, and there's nothing more to it. And yet, instinctively we know there's something almost magical that you feel when the team is in sync, when it's working, when there's synergy that the the great the, the the whole is greater than the sum of its parts there's something extra that we're being able to put out there and accomplish more than perhaps people could have imagined so we know there's a value to it what stops us from getting there or better yet yeah, let's think of it in a more positive sense what are some ways to get there well, that would take many podcast episodes, So, but we'll just try and uh, get, get into the idea of the team. And it's funny that I didn't, uh, you know, get a chance to look this up until sometime recently. Like, where does the word team come from? I'm, I enjoy looking up root meanings of words, and you should do the same. But team, of course, we now know what it means, but... The word, would you believe it, was almost always used in the context of animals, like on a farm, working together to accomplish a task. So in your mind, imagine a cart being pulled by two or four horses, right? And they're all yoked together connected. There's reins, somebody in charge, supposedly a leader. There's a road, there's a direction, there's a destination. And the horses, this is where the metaphor really kicks in for me. Can you imagine the chaos if even one horse just stops moving? I mean, the whole thing falls apart. Or it doesn't stop moving, maybe, it starts going in a different direction than everybody. There's pushing and pulling. and What is that? Conflict. Misalignment. Exactly what I'm sure all of us have experienced at some point in time. So in other words, for this contraption, this team, to work, we all need to be moving, first of all, towards a particular destination, Okay, with a certain amount of effort, 
so that whatever, uh, I guess, weight is being pulled actually moves along with you. And maybe, you know, that requires the addition of more team members because two horses isn't getting it done. So we had two more, make it four horses. So we need the right number of participants. We need them moving, you know, moving at all, moving at a relatively similar pace in the same direction. Okay. That's a lot of boxes to check, but they're all important, right? Now, you might have in your mind the, the classic old-fashioned uh, image of horses with blinkers and reins in the hand of a leader who's guiding the horses. And sometimes that can feel a bit authoritarian, a bit cruel, a bit overly structured. And so one might wonder, what's a... What's the point of that? And does that if fit in our metaphor or not? Well, if you think about teams in an emergency moment, if you think about teams that are not so well experienced, that might get distracted, that are not that skilled and are maybe are at the entry level, perhaps they've never experienced the problem that we're uh, undergoing. And like I said earlier, it could be an emergency, right? In those scenarios, stronger leadership is needed to guide everyone, make sure they're not getting distracted, going left or right when they should be going straight ahead. And that they keep the eye on the prize, the goal in mind. And it, it's funny, it just struck me that, you know, we keep certain parts of this metaphor uh, in our in our leadership parlance, we talk about carrots and sticks, right? We talk about incentives, positive, that's the carrot, and negative incentives, that's the stick. So we are talking about deterrence, you know, things like, you know, if people aren't hitting their numbers or achieving their tasks as, as assigned, then you sit down and you have a, a talk with your people leader, your manager, and... You know, if it gets really out of hand, there's disciplinary actions to be taken. So if you come right back to the team, what do you think are some aspects of your team, the one you're on, that are making it not work? Keep it simple. Are you all moving in the same direction? Do you all have the same view of the goal in mind? Possibility number two, do you disagree about how to get to that goal? You know, imagine yourself with your friends in your car and you're all agreed that, hey, we want to go to this one restaurant or go see, uh, go to that mall or that hangout. But, you know, in the old days before we had digital satellite maps, we would all say, hey, I know a faster way to get there. And you disagree about whether to turn left or right, turn here, turn later. And so you have a goal in mind. You all want to get there. But you're disagreeing on how to get there. Or let's say you get there, but you're disagreeing about, um, let's say, what to eat or which movie to watch. And so there's areas of agreement and there's areas of disagreement, right? 
no one's saying that the disagreement has to be quashed and people have to sort of succumb to the the collective will of the majority, right? That's not how life works. And at the same time, there's this negotiation that has to occur, possibly through reason, back and forth of logic, whichever approach makes more sense is the one we go for. And also, to prevent such disagreements, we have a certain set of principles, rules, ways of functioning, democratic ways of talking it out, like, let's let's take this offline, for example. It's not relevant to the agenda, you know, for this particular meeting. And of course, we want to have an agenda for every meeting that we plan. So again, the horses, right, or that is your team, that's representing your team, these horses need direction, they need rules, they need camaraderie, they need to feel like everybody's got their back. And that's the funny part, right? That it's the intangibles so often that make it work more than the tangibles. Not to, you know, disregard the tangibles. They have their place. They're extremely important. But the intangibles like culture, camaraderie, trust are essential. I have to trust the horses behind me that when we're all in formation, I can't necessarily see all the time. That if I'm charging ahead, that they're going to put in the same amount of weight that I need them to put in so that the cart continues to move forward and our team is achieving progress, right? In And how do you build that trust? How do you build that camaraderie? Well, that's another uh, talk for another episode, you might say. But also, just in short, the first thing is for people to believe that the goal is worthwhile. Think about that for a second. Do we really sit and talk about why a particular goal is important from each person's point of view? Do we really think and talk about how each person feels they have a role to play? The goal is important. So is my role. It's tangible, substantial. It means something. I'm helping. I'm part of the team, right? And of course, there's, you know, ways in which we can incorporate bits and pieces of everybody's vision and everybody's way of doing things just a little bit. It's not always possible, but we can try. And at least people feel that their, shall we say, contribution to the team was met with respect and consideration and where possible was included. Maybe not this time but perhaps next time. And so when everyone feels that they're valued, they feel they're part of the team, that their contribution matters, and that it's acknowledged after the fact, during the fact, before the fact, by the leader and the people in charge, as this team starts to mature and really becomes something, imagine a different picture in your mind. Same horses, right? But what if they didn't need blinkers? They just look ahead without being asked, without being told. What if they don't need carrots and sticks so much? They know what they need to get done. They're self, they're self-motivated. And what if they don't even necessarily need someone, a leader saying a whole lot, you know, telling them where to go and turn left and turn right, but just available for support, like a mentor. 
that's when you know your team has matured and they run free as individuals making a choice to be working together. And yet, they work as one. That's when you know you've achieved synergy. Well, that feels like a pretty complete discussion, folks. Hope you enjoyed that. Hope you got something out of that. Always a pleasure to hear from you. Uh, you can find us on culturespeak.com. Drop us a line anytime. And if you enjoyed this episode, do give us a share, a like, subscribe. Uh, give us a rating on whichever podcast app you might be using. And as always, have a wonderful weekend. I will see you next time.